Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yeah, he'll be done for the year. Um, torn ACL. That's obviously unfortunate and uh, tough to see and talking to him last night. Um, yeah, it was a tough night. Just wanted him to make sure he knew, um, you know, how much we appreciate him and, and uh, that we'll get through this thing. And he's, like you said, he's never been through this type of serious injury. And um, so it'll be a, a new challenge for him. But um, it's one that, that, you know, talking last night, he's, uh, he's up for the challenge. Big headline from Monday night confirmed on Tuesday, Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals head coach, announcing that quarterback Kyler Murray has a torn ACL out for the year, and now 2023 immediately comes into question because it happened in just about the middle of December. The show is PFT Live, presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at googlestore.com. Good morning and hello and happy December 14 to our audience watching on Peacock, listening on Sirius XM85, watching eventually on Sky Sports NFL, but it's live for you if you're watching it now. It's the first time it's available. So folks in the UK and in Ireland, you haven't missed much. It's just a few hours. And on the podcast, it's however many hours you want it to be. Hello to the future. If for some reason, 50 years from now, you trip over this file and truly have absolutely nothing better to do but to listen to a podcast from 12 14 22 hello to you as well and hello to you christopher we'll be dead by then although there's a chance you'll still be alive but you'll be old as shit oh i will 50 years I, yeah I, I mean i don't know men in my family 90s it doesn't really exist so i don't think that's going to happen with me that would make me 92 and uh man I don't, I don't, man, I don't know a man on either side of my family that's even come close to that so far. So it's not looking good for me. <laughs> well, you know what? You're probably the first man in the family to have ingested a certain product that may have. You're right. Longevity. I got some things working for me that might happen. I mean, yeah, hey, I am organic. 
right? I do smoke a lot of weed. Maybe there's something there. Maybe they're going to find out in 20 years and go, Dan, that stuff makes you live longer. Uh, that, uh, the infrared sauna and I do work out. So like maybe that, you know, gives me some sort of shot in some weird, you know, chemical lab type of way there. <laughs> and you don't have a spleen to drag you down. <laughs> That's right. Who needs one of those? I mean, come spleen. on. The, the last, the first, last I heard the they cut five years Sims. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Let's get to it. It really is. You know, we usually waste some time, especially on Wednesday, because there's no real agenda on Wednesday. We're caught between one week and the start of a new one. And it is like for you when you were a kid, when is it really like when does the Christmas buzz really kick in? For me, it was the 10th. Like the, 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 the key days were 10, 15 and 20. Yeah. Like it it, it ratcheted up another level those three days was there like a time for you when it felt like the season was in full bloom well i i think as now like it's it's it was kind of like last weekend is that like that three weeks before the holidays you know the 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 christmas decorations are up around the house and then like thursday night which is a i i love a little family tradition is like we put the ornaments on the trees. The lights have been on the trees for a few days, but we hadn't like decorated it. So while I'm watching the game and watching Baker Mayfield go up and down the field there at the end, yeah, that's what it got some Bing Crosby playing, some Nat King Cole playing, the Christmas classics, and I decorate the tree. That kind of is like the start of oh, here we go. It's the holiday spirit. And, you know, I, I start to get in the mood and put the music on a lot and really kind of get in that Christmas, that Christmas mood there. Given the fact that you mentioned Bing Crosby and Ned King Cole, I have a feeling that you are now old enough to officially be bothered by the fact that every pop star that rolls around has to do a Christmas album. Yes. Has right. to try to put their own right. twist on songs that were perfectly They were perfect. Exactly. Don't touch them. When they were sung by Perry Como, Andy (laughs) Williams, Frank Sinatra. Yes. We don't need, and I can't even think of any of them. That's how old I am. You go through a stage where you're old enough to be aware of the new generation of pop stars. Then you get to the point where you don't know who any of them are, and you're happy about it. That's where I am now, and I'm happy about it. Give me all the old stuff. We agree on that. Yeah, the old stuff works on the holidays. I, I, I just, I, you're right. I don't know what it is. It's no disrespect individually to the new, the new age stars there, but it's just the nostalgia of it. And I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm kind of old school classic guy, anyways. Where it just, I, that's what I kind of grew up with, and I guess it's the memories of that and their voices just are, are perfect. And I feel like my kids. They even see it, even though, you know, hey, they're new age and all that. Uh, they're they're into the uh, the old classics, too. There's just something about it. I don't even know what it is. And, and they'll, they'll carry it forward because it's Hopefully. all about the nostalgia and yeah. the feelings of home and growing up. Right. And I got to stop or I'll start crying. Talking about things <laughs> like that. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the, the, the Cardinals got got bad news. I'm serious, too. I'm I, I, well, I hear you. Yeah, it's I very know. easy. I know. Uh, the waterworks for me are they, 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 this time of year, they flow more quickly and freely than any other time. All right. Uh, Kyler Murray torn ACL out for the remainder of the season. It, it It's... Highly unfortunate. We've seen it happen time and again. We see it happen almost every week. It's it's and, and we we don't know if he had some prior injury to the knee and the non contact, the 
you know, that he puts so much force and power into his movements. It's so sudden. It's so fast. And that's what gives me so much concern about his rehab and recovery. Sure. This is a guy who needs that ACL to be 100%. And we've seen guys like Odell Beckham, the most recent example, the most recent data point. He's had two now, same knee. First time it took 11 months. Here we are in mid-December, 10 months away from when he tore it the second time and no indication he's ready to go. I just really wonder what kind of impact this is going to have on the Cardinals. We talked about it yesterday into 2023. They better be ready at quarterback with an alternative to Kyler Murray. They better spend some cash and cap dollars. It's a low cap figure next year for Kyler Murray. It's just about $16 million, which is very good for the Cardinals. They could budget some other cash for a quarterback who can be the bridge to Kyler Murray being healthy again whenever that may be. They need to have that plan ready to go, Chris. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. They have to. Uh, you got to protect yourself, insurance policy. Regardless, you want somebody that can run your practices at a high level in spring, OTAs there, and you got to plan for, oh, what if we have a setback with the knee or you know something there that we didn't foresee happening you know, oh, you know, now we got to kick the can down the road. Now he can't play till week six, uh, so that the, they have to they have to address all contingency plans. And it's gonna it is gonna be interesting. You know, the one thing I always think about, and you know, you heard you heard Cliff Kingsbury talk about it, and you, you know, you talk, heard about it after the game. You know, the night of the game, he's talking about I've never seen him like that. And then there's the day after the game, and you know, he goes in deep and in, in, into deeper detail about you know he talked to him on the phone that night and they had a lot of heart-to-heart conversations I gotta think you know my experience around the NFL is it's a heartbreaking situation and it becomes more heartbreaking for for guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and Kyler Murray sometimes because it's like they've been the the freaks of freaks there's nothing their bodies have never been able to not accomplish well, I've always been able to just cut and jump and spin around, and I'm I'm fine. I'm Kyler Murray. I'm I'm the man. Everybody's known that since ninth grade when I was in high school. So there's that first initial shock of like, man, my my body failed me for the first time in my life. I thought I was kind of God's gift to the world as an athlete, and now yeah, you have to fight through the adversity of getting back healthy, and you're not going to be. A hundred percent. I mean, even if we see Kyler Murray start the season in September and it's, you know, 10 months away from now, he's not going to be the same Kyler Murray. So he's going to have to deal with some of those mental gymnastics as he gets back going. If he does get in training camp, late OTAs to go, I got to adjust my style of play. And that's the real moment where I think you see players cry when they're going off the field because they're going, wait, my body failed me. Wait. Oh my gosh, am I going to have a long road to recovery? Oh my gosh, am I going to be the same? And you think about all the things you got to fight through, and, and that's where I always feel for a player after a big injury like that. You're immediately staring at a fairly major surgical procedure, and you don't know how it's going to exactly. leave you on the yeah, other end. Right. We hear all the time, the surgery was a success. Oh, it's my. Yeah. They always say it was a success until it wasn't a success, until there's an infection that. That create, you know, Tom Brady had an infection after he had his ACL surgery in 2008 because the doctor decided he was going to repair the MCL on the way out the door. At least that's what they attributed it to at the time. But right. you have all sorts of things that can happen, and the rehab is grueling, and there's no guarantee that you're going to be the guy that you've always been. You've taken for granted that this is the guy. This is my superpower. I am an elite athlete. I can outrun and 
and run circles around anyone, and now I can't for X numbers of months of my life, and who knows if I'll ever be that guy again. And Chris, I know how I would be feeling, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. I just know that I try not to live too much of my life in regret. I try to always look forward and never second-guess my decisions because I think that's wasted energy, except to the extent that you can learn from it when you're confronted with similar situations in the future. But my point is this. If I'm Kyler Murray, at some point this week, I'm thinking, man, if I just would have played baseball, this wouldn't have happened to me. That's at least going to flutter through my brain. And it's probably accurate. How many guys tear their ACLs playing baseball? I don't follow baseball closely enough to even yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's not many. But that's a football injury. Right. That's the cutting and the, the the usually it's the the application of another body yeah. to your leg that Getting stuck twists under it somebody. up and breaks it. Right. But, but we we see it happen. We see it happen this way all the time. So he's got a lot to process, and I feel bad for the kid. The one area I feel good for him though, and this is a double edged sword because it doesn't help the team when you've got this gigantic guarantee. But remember, there were the reports going into the season, and the reports were out there because his agent was basically telling people, this guy's not playing for what he's due to make this year in the fourth year of his rookie contract. He's just not going to play for that. So he gets his contract. He gets his security. That's the one very thick and bright and glowing silver lining in all of this. He was protected against it the best way possible. Not with an insurance policy. you got to chase the insurance company around to try to get your money. No. It's already taken care of. You've already got it. You can focus on getting yourself healthy, Kyler Murray, because financially you are fully and completely taken care of. And that is the best news in all of this for him. Yeah, you're you're right about that. I mean, he he should be the poster child for, yeah, superstar, and this is why you don't play until you get the guaranteed contract or the money to protect yourself there. You know, and 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 you know, you could say what we want about him as a player. He's he's a special talent. You know, has they delivered, the Cardinals delivered to the extent we thought maybe, you know, with a number one pick and the way things looked like they were going there in Arizona? No, but it's not all him. That's certain. That's that's for certain. So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, with Kyler Murray, you know, in a lot of ways, this is going to be an uphill struggle, but, but hopefully he can take it for the positives and, and you know, become a better football player around it. The, the one thing it is going to do is – and then where I'm interested to see, you know, when he does get back in the field, because again, we've smaller quarterback, you know, what have we talked about the issues with Kyler Murray going back to the playoffs and other big games where we just go, he, he plays small in big games. Defenses are a little bit better. Those playoff caliber defenses, a little tweak to the game plan. They keep him in the pocket that way. And he struggled, you know, maybe this is something that you know, forces him to be better in the pocket. He's not going to be able to, you know, press a button and go, go, go gadget, you know, afterburners anymore here when he first gets back on the field. So, you know, hopefully he can take this and it can make him a, a more complete quarterback in some ways, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But you're right, Mike. Good thing he got that contract, that money. I don't think if he played baseball he'd have $189 million guaranteed yet, so maybe that's a positive thing he could tell himself for now. <laughs> And, and, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, because there apparently is no one who has the ability to do so, not that he's going to hear it, and not that he's going to listen, and not that he's going to believe me, but... What? Lamar. Lamar. How can you not think of Lamar the last two days, right? Get. Right. Lamar, get your money. Get it. Get it while you can. What you can, while you can. And... The thing that continues to frustrate me about 
Lamar Jackson. Somebody asked me about this last week, Chris. The advice that you would give to Lamar Jackson is very simple. You have two options. Option one, get the absolute best offer that the owner of the team you currently play for will give you. Whatever it is, find out what it is. Hire an agent who will get that best offer on the table. That's part of what the agent does. Best offer. It's not going to be a fully guaranteed five-year deal, but it's going to be the best offer. You get that on the table, and then you have a decision to make, an adult, grown-up decision. Do I take that, or do I go another way? Right. And if you want that fully guaranteed contract, here's the way you have to go. You have to go into Eric DeCosta, the GM of the Ravens, and say, I'm never playing for the Ravens again after this season. I demand a trade, like Deshaun Watson did two years ago. All the off-field stuff has clouded the very simple logic that runs through Deshaun Watson being a Texan and ending up with a five-year fully guaranteed contract from the Browns. He said to the Texans, I'm never playing for you again. And they said, okay, we'll trade you. So if you want to get what Deshaun Watson got, you've got to set up the same thing he had, which is a situation where you had teams coming to the table clamoring to get him, and they played it the right way and got the Browns to do a deal that other teams would think is stupid. But you know what? If Lamar Jackson's available in trade, stupid is coming to the table. Stupid is bringing a big bag of cash, and stupid may give you the exact same contract that Deshaun Watson got, but that's how you get it. So you either take what the Ravens are going to give you, or you say to the Ravens, bye-bye, I want out, and you hope that they'll do what the Texans did. That's one of the unknowns in that path. But that's the only way you're going to get it. It's like, Lamar, it's not just going to fall out of the sky. No matter how bad you want it, this isn't a Christmas wish to Santa. It's not just going to show up under your tree on December 25. You have to affirmatively engineer it, and you need someone who will do it for you. That's how Deshaun Watson got what he got. Yeah, I, you know, I, and, and I mean, I don't disagree with you. You got to play hardball at some point. You got to be the unpopular guy. It's business, and I know that that's the tough thing. If that's what you want, right? Or 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 you take what the Ravens will give you, right? The best offer they'll give you. Yeah, take sure. That and well, be happy, that's what I mean. Or, or you got to be an asshole. Murray, at some Murray point, approach. you got to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly right. You got to. You got to. You got to play that card. And and it, and I don't know. I don't know if Lamar has that in him, and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Lamar seems to be, you know, and, and it's bad for business, but seems to be a great guy, a pleaser, wants to be there for his teammates, all of that. And that, yes, that doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to strike it rich at the bank. And that's where you talk to people in league circles. And, I, th- Mike, there's a lot of people in the know around the NFL that just don't think Baltimore and, them, and Lamar Jackson are ever going to come to an agreement here. That Baltimore is – you know, fine, kind of playing this game and we'll franchise you and, and then, hey, two years from now, who knows where it goes and we'll figure it out then. So there is that thought out there, and I, I don't know. I mean, from the way Lamar has done business before or to this point, it doesn't seem like he's willing to kind of draw that line in the sand and say, nope, that's it's right here, that's it, I'm not going to do anything more. Uh, and I don't know where that's going to go, but you're right, he's playing with fire. And that's door number three. That's the Kirk Cousins scenario where you play out your entire rookie contract. And for Lamar Jackson, it's five years, not four like it was for Cousins because Lamar was a first-round pick. So he's finishing his rookie contract now five years in. One year of the franchise tag, second year of the franchise tag, and then by year three, by rule, his franchise tender goes up 44% over whatever it will be in 2024. The Ravens won't do that. 
for one more year. That's the year he walks away as a free agent. But you've got to get through two more seasons, healthy and effective, healthy and effective. And, and I know Dak Prescott came back from the broken ankle. We'll see how Kyler Murray does with the torn ACL. We'll see. You're, you're taking that risk and carrying it into the future. It's all unknown. I remember early this year when, when Lamar – because here's the problem. we got all these people that want to cheer Lamar on. Yeah, stick it to the man. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It can all blow up at any given moment. And when it does, it's not blowing up on you, all you folks in the media who are cheering for him. It's blowing up on him. And three games into the season, Lamar bet on himself and, and it paid off. No, it didn't. He had three good games. He's still got to finish three seasons to get himself in a position where this bet pays off. And any given game, he can have the Kyler Murray injury. He can have some other serious injury. So that, that's, you know, I said this last week with Baker Mayfield, and that's, that's kind of the transition to where we're going next. We love it when a guy bets on himself because we love to cheer for him and we love to say, yeah, you're yeah. going against the grain. You're sticking it to the man. And if he loses, it's not our money. It's the ultimate all-win, no-loss for us to kind of enjoy it vicariously because we don't got to pay the bill, Chris. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Well, you know, that's that's a lot of the times you got to deal with, you know, as a, as a football player and, or as a sports athlete, you got to deal with the reality and other people are worried about fantasy stuff and all their media headlines or whatever. And you got to be able to squash that and, you know, to the point you just made a few minutes ago, sometimes be the unpopular guy and do what you got to do that way. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's in Lamar at this point. So we'll see where that goes. But, I mean, of course, we were all worried about Lamar when he got hurt the other day. And then he gets up and looks at his knee. I mean, we were all thinking the worst. We were thinking the things we saw with Kyler Murray. Oh, man, I hope it's not his ACL. Man, this isn't the time to get that. So uh, I'm with you, Mike. I mean, again, I, we, we, we've preached to the choir, I feel, about as, as much as anybody in the business as far as Lamar trying to help him, trying to say things to, you know, maybe he can hire an agent. Uh, it doesn't seem like it matters, and I, I have no idea where that Ravens situation is going to go when it's all said and done. And we need to move on, but what frustrates me more than anything about this, we are coming at this from a position of concern for the best interests of Lamar Jackson, period. And when we do, like Ravens fans, oh, think that we're, well, you're up to something. You're, you're trying to help the agents. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. You're trying to drive a wedge between Lamar and the – no, we're, we're trying to help the guy. We're, we, he doesn't have anyone who is giving him good advice or he would have his contract by now or he would already be traded to another team. The fact that he's in this posture where he's out there playing in the last year of his rookie contract, given that he won the MVP award in his second season, in and of itself is a failure by whoever is advising Lamar Jackson. It's a failure. I would agree We're with that. We're trying to help sure. the guy. Right, and right. It, and, it, you know, it's, at some point, at some point, and I've, I've flirted with this idea. It's like, you know, if all these people are going to get pissed off at us and we're trying to help the guy, we'll just keep our damn mouths shut. Let him go ahead. Let him go ahead and, and potentially suffer a torn ACL and never get the payday that he's already earned. Uh, but, but I'm going to keep pushing for it because I hope one of these days he, he realizes that he needs someone who can implement the plan that we've discussed, get the best offer from the Ravens, or say to the Ravens, I'm never playing for you again. I want you to trade me. And, uh, and then you end up with a team that may give you exactly what it is that you're looking for, the five-year fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson deal. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, 
The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. All right, I mentioned Baker Mayfield. Here is Sean McVay, coach of the Rams, on getting Baker Mayfield up to speed this week when they actually had more than 48 hours to prepare him for a Monday night game against the Packers at Lambeau Field. Here's McVay. It'll be something that you still want to be mindful of, giving it to him in the the appropriate increments so that it can all be digestible and understandable. And, And I do think having a little bit more of a normal weekly rhythm, having an extra day this week will be beneficial to him, but... I kind of mentioned it a little bit before you jumped on. You know, he does have some familiarity and some concept carryover. He just might have called it something different. But the details at which, you know, things were coached with the timing and rhythm and the way that you want to distribute the field or even, you know, like he talked about um, with some of the the protection things when you're dropping back and throwing the football, there are some similarities to what he's done in his previous stops. And so I think it's making sure that we're on the same page. But the good thing about having a game plan is, is, that you'll be able to kind of give it to them um, in those incremental uh, parts so that it can be digested in, in the right way. And um, and that's kind of the approach that we'll take. And it's just a one day at a time. I really want to know what room he does those in. Well, I, I thought I, it no, was I could tell you. It can't be his office. He's got nothing. There's nothing on the there's nothing on the shelf. It, what, what is it? You've been there. What I, is it? It is. It's 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 uh, he, I think he's moving out of the it's an old office, right? It's an office that was set up, you know, their facility and I think it's kind of like the commercial use office, but he doesn't really go in there and like watch film all the time and do all of that. They're in the process of the, that that facility there is not what you would expect from a Super Bowl champion football team, you know, and I know they're going to build a new one, but I think that's 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 what it is where it's an old office and I think he has something set up in there to the new office is where he kind of does the meat and potatoes of his work there. I still want to know how much they paid to whatever PR firm they found out there that told them urgent enjoyment is a message that they should have hanging up on the wall. Well, that, that's, that's McVay. Is, that's McVay. That's a McVay. That's a head coach, like, you know, a, a coach saying that, you know, he thought caught fire with the team and something he tried to, you know, throw out there as a, a mantra or whatever else. It's, it's like do your job and other things like that. That's, that's become because of Belichick and, and some of the great coaches around football. A lot of the coaches now, yeah, is have little sayings that they might say or that have naturally organically grown through the organization, and they hang up signs around the facility to kind of just keep those positive vibes and thoughts in your, in your head a little bit. And just like the pop stars that should leave alone the Christmas classics, the Sean McVeighs, <laughs> yeah, that's what they the should. It work, right? All right. Uh, so anyway, Baker Mayfield is set to start Monday night. John Wolford probably out with a neck injury. Bryce Perkins is the other guy they have on the roster. Like, why wouldn't it be? I mean, Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah, I don't care I, if Wolford's I healthy. Dreading. I want to see Baker Mayfield. I, I, I yeah, <laughs> I was dreading Monday night. Rams at Packers right? the week of Christmas. It reminds me of that old it reminds me of that old Chris Berman video where he's talking about taking the Canadian 
do do do's like i saw this christmas week jets game monday night football i saw it coming all year you're not you're not familiar with dude from the states eh? i i mean that video is out there it's, it's just classic berman talking about smuggling in this codeine enriched aspirin that he'd buy every time he did a toronto blue jays game but yeah you need it for a bad christmas week monday night game and all of a sudden all of a sudden hey I'm interested. I'm even mildly interested in Rams Broncos on Christmas Day. We already know the Broncos are ass, but the Rams are interesting now with Baker Mayfield. So thank you. Thank you, Santa, for taking what would have been a couple of tough to watch standalone national games and making them interesting. And yeah. Chris, it's interesting. How can it not be interesting after what we saw Baker Mayfield do last Thursday? I, I agreed with that. I mean, it is interesting. And I mean, if we're seeing some things between Jeff Saturday and Baker Mayfield where. You just don't normally see head coaches and quarterbacks thrusted into a situation like that. But, you know, again, yeah, that was amazing the other night. We talked about it, right? Early in the game, you and I were texting, and we were kind of going, oh, man, it seems like the Raiders are getting ready to steamroll the Rams. They're not going to be in this fight. And then Baker got in, and we are hey, this is cool. This is awesome. This is fun to watch. And then all of a sudden, you're like, damn, the Raiders had chances to put them away and didn't, and holy cow. They're going to give Baker and company a, a chance to come back in the football game. and I mean, an, an incredible moment. It really is. It's one I'll never forget, and he shouldn't either. Um, it's some stupid defense by the Raiders, as we discussed yesterday in the Goats in a Bad Way draft. I mean, a guy who doesn't know the offense, we're going to m- make that okay so he could just, hey, buddy, go deep and throw it to him like he's your buddy in your backyard. I don't have to read anything. That made no sense at all. But, yes, now 12 days, 11 days later, this next matchup, you know, we discussed this last week. He's been in two offenses that have that similar scheme to what he's doing with McVay. And, yeah, he's just got to reverse around that language a little bit in his brain. But, you know, I would think he's got a better feel for the, the playbook and they'll have a few more tricks as far as things they can do with him because he'll be more comfortable and they will be a pain in the butt. He's going to be aggressive. McVay's going to give him confidence, and they're going to be a pain in the butt. I mean, you could tell McVay really likes Baker Mayfield. The doo-doo-doo, 2% coding, just a little pop, as Berman says in that classic video. You don't need it <laughs> Monday night. It will be a fun game to watch. Rams at Packers. Yeah, we'll Packers still fighting for it. up on Aaron Rodgers health as he's had his week off a very late week 14 but much needed by for the Packers all right rapid fire time which is famous last words because we're never very rapid and we don't fire very straight when we do things like this but we're going to go through every team and raise the question of whether or not they will be in the market for a quarterback whoa this offseason I, like I mean every team so we're going to be ready to check the box there's and move some we'll quickly. get yeah some okay. of them are going to be obvious Let's start with the NFC West. Yeah. You've got Matthew Stafford. I'd like to think that they're entertaining the idea of keeping Baker Mayfield around as a backup. Right. It ain't going to work yeah. if he keeps playing like he did <laughs> right. last Thursday night. Somebody's going to make him the starter somewhere else. I, I agree. Rams, I mean, I don't think they're going to be in the market. So we can move on. They've got Matthew Stafford. They're, they're they need, But they they should be in the market for, for a, a veteran a, backup. No Not question. Not slappies that you can't trust, no, all due respect. No question. I would agree with that. I mean, it's, it's Matthew Stafford we've seen is getting up there, and he's been banged up a little bit. 
We've already covered the Cardinals. I think we agree they need a veteran bridge guy potentially to whenever Kyler Murray is healthy. It can't be a young guy. It can't be Colt McCoy. I think Colt McCoy's already putting out the indications he's done anyway. They need somebody established who can come in and run the offense while they wait for Murray to be healthy. Agree or disagree? Agree with you there. Uh, I, I don't know who that guy will be. You know, and maybe, right. maybe it ends up being a Sam Darnold or somebody, you know, it could be a number of guys. But, yeah, I would think you got to bring somebody in there to make sure, hey, if he's not ready to go, we don't just totally fall off the side of the earth here. In theory, some would say it could be Baker Mayfield, but there's a history between him and Cliff Kingsbury that probably uh, ain't going to happen. I know. Happening. Yep. Probably, probably prevent that from happening. 49ers. 49ers. You got Trey Lance. You got Brock Purdy. And, look, they think they found their quarterback, but – Keeping with the trend of recent 49ers quarterbacks, he got injured in his first start. Purdy and Lance, you know, are they gonna are they gonna finally say yes to Tom Brady? Are they gonna look for somebody else? Do they keep Jimmy G? What do you think they do? I, I think they're gonna stay. I don't think they're gonna be in the market. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, would I be shocked if Jimmy G and all three of them ended up there again? I, I no, I would not. I would not be shocked. I don't foresee that happening. Uh, but no, I don't think they're gonna be in the market. I think they're. You know, barring some crazy injury to Purdy, yeah, I think they're going to go into the next year and go, hey, we got, we're still going to go in on Trey Lance, and they're going to make him the guy. And hey, Purdy's here to to be the backup option if things don't go well or Lance gets hurt again. Hurt again. The the problem is the farther they go with Purdy, the more pressure there's going to be to just make Purdy the guy. Just embrace the fact that Purdy is the guy, and we're not switching back to land. Well, there could be Purdy's that. Not. If they make a deep it's run here and he plays the way he has the last two weeks, and just, yes, we're going to be almost in that con- – it's just going to it's going to make things uncomfortable. It's going to be like Jimmy G last year. We're going to be like, really? Are you really going to get rid of that guy after you went to the championship game? And it's, it is. It's going to be an offseason of them having to answer those type of questions if they do what we think they're capable of doing. All indications had been through most of the season the Seahawks will find a way to keep Geno Smith. Do you think that's the case, or do you think that tailing off late in the year potentially will cause them to look elsewhere? I, no, no. I, they they got to stand pat there. Geno's been great, you know. And last week, yeah, they 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 played a team that's kind of hot right now and got got it going a little. You know, he threw an interception early on in the football game. Later in the game, got a little unlucky. He thought they jumped off sides and he had a free play. It was very close, and they didn't throw a flag. And he kind of chucked a ball downfield and got intercepted. But Geno's been one of the bright spots of that football team. I mean, they're one of the most fun watches in the league to me. When I turn on their film and watch them, I go, Man, this is fun. Because it's, it's like they drop back to throw, and he's looking to throw 20 and 30-yard lasers. There's no Charlie check down or any of that going on. I mean, they're looking to strike, and he's played a very high level. They got to stay on pat with Geno and, and pay that guy a little money this year. In the NFC East, we can dispense quickly with the Eagles and the Cowboys. They're not going to be. In they're the okay. The Giants with Daniel Jones. Okay, I, I don't think that at the end of the day they're going to keep Daniel Jones. Do you agree? And do you have a feeling as to where Brian Dayball and Joe Shane may lean? If they're looking for a veteran, well, I, I feel like they're going to keep Daniel Jones. I, I you know, wow. I, I do. And from all indications, people I know, I mean, I, I, I still think they have the same thought about Daniel Jones. But he's a really great leader. You know, he's everything you want for, as a quarterback. He's done a really good job this year. He has. And again, let's not forget, it's it's not great weapons around him. So 
I think this is, to me, I, I think it's heading in a direction we kind of hit on before the year, where if he plays well and they do well, and he's certainly been one of the bright spots of the team. I mean, again, come on. I know it's not been by his right arm all the time. His two legs have been really probably the biggest difference maker, but you know, pass protection and lack of talent at receiver has been an issue as far as the passing game. But uh, I feel like it's heading towards like a two-year deal, two-year deal where, you know, they can get out of it maybe after a year or something like that. Maybe a three-year deal where they can get out after a year, somewhere of that, that nature. But I think he's too respected and too liked by the regime there, and he's done a very good job uh, to where I think they stand pat with Daniel Jones, Mike. And what actually may help them, Chris, he's not having such a spectacular year that there's going to be a land rush for Daniel Jones. Yeah, right, right. If he becomes a free agent. So they may not even have to franchise tag him. Just sign him, get it done, because his agents will recognize this is going to be the best he's going to do, and he gets to stay in a place where he wants to be, yada, yada, yada. If he so got like $25 million a year, right? $25 million a year. Uh, I mean, would that be crazy? Right and to where maybe they could no, get out of it half of the market. That's right. So I mean the, that I mean twenty five, twenty seven million dollars a year, you know, two year deal of that type of average, three year deal of that type of average, where you know they can get out if things aren't right after a year or two. I, I don't think that's a crazy thought for either side there. And as a Giant fan, I'd I'd certainly be happy with Daniel Jones as my quarterback. They just again they need to help him out too. They've helped him out a little bit this year, but now it's time to get some receivers in there and some guys that he can really throw to that they can become dangerous and, and can make him look a little bit better. Commanders. Yeah. Carson Wentz, Woo. he's benched. Right. Taylor Heineke is getting it done. He may take them to the playoffs again. I feel like they keep trying to find reasons to move on from Heineke. Do they embrace him, or do they once again try to find somebody else? Well, I I, I feel like they're going to be in the market. I do. Uh, I, I, Taylor Heineke, unfortunately, is that guy where, uh, hey, he makes some magic happen in the games, but then when we when the game gets over and you know they win or they make the magic happen, you know we forget where we go. Gosh, well, he missed like seven easy throws in the game. Where like the Giant game would be the perfect example. I mean, we talked about that that day, the next day after, he he was off that game. I mean, he missed a number of big throws where. You go, man, he hits those throws. They should have beat the Giants. Now he makes magic happen and drives them down to score late, and we tie, and we go, man, Heineke time. But we forget about some of the meat and potatoes where you go back, well, they shouldn't even had Heineke time. It should have been game over time, but he didn't capitalize on those. So that's where I feel like Heineke, when teams in Washington goes back and evaluates him after the year, they're going to look at it and go, yeah, it's good, and hey, he's scrappy, but... You know, do we really think he can be the guy that can consistently lead us over the top? And I, I think they'll be in the market, Mike. And look. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? a team last year that called – they called every team right. after they didn't get a chance at Matthew Stafford. Not that they were going to anyway. That was a Rams-Lions inside job, and that's fine. They're allowed to do that. They, they, they don't have to make them available to every team for, for any offer that a team would make. I, I, I have – the commanders <clears throat> circled in pencil as a team to watch for Tom Brady. Hmm. Just if he decides to play, we're going to talk about him coming up, but if he decides to play, they got all the ingredients that you would be looking for. Don't they? They get a great defense. Yeah. 
Offensive line, good enough. Yeah, I Skill don't know. Skill position players, good enough. O-line if, would if be he decides to play. Skeptical, right. O-line no. would be skeptical. No, they could put some money. But they could put they money there. They could put some there. money into the O-line. <clears throat> sure. Right. I don't know. That's, again, that's what I'll one say that is, I just like. Uh, I mean, you, you're. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying there. I hear, you know, but I don't. I don't know. I just again, I, I don't know what you would watch of Tom Brady right now to necessarily look at it and go, "That's I want I him at 46 to lead us." And and you know, and the other thing, but you, but you know what you would have? Yeah, you know what you would have a full stadium. You have a season of of at or full capacity in that hellhole where the commanders play their home games. Yeah, I, I know. You're, you're right That's about what that. That's Heineke. There's a business reason to wanting him. I, I get that. You can certainly straight out the crooked narrative you have around your organization when Tom Brady comes to town. But, you know, Heineke is one of those guys, too, a little bit like, hey, I I, I got a lot of respect. And it's, it's he has got moxie and he's a scrapper and – you know, he makes some plays and he's clutch in big moments. I also feel like he's been a little fortunate like this year and back in 2020 where he got to miss the part of the year where the team was struggling and they couldn't protect or run or do anything. And just as things started to get straightened out, the starting quarterback got hurt and then he gets to come over and kind of take over the hard labor, the fruits of the labor of like the first eight weeks of the year. I feel like that's what happened to them in 2020. Like the, they were kind of a mess and they kind of slowly, Ron Rivera got things good around the middle of the season. And then right, Alex Smith got hurt and he got to kind of got to take over the team when they were just starting to get going a little bit. And, you know, again, that, that's where, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if I really look at him as a, a real future NFL quarterback that you can build the organization around. All right, two divisions down, six to go. I don't know why I thought this was going to be rapid. With the Stop talking so much. Okay. Jeez. Maybe if we didn't say rapid, me? Maybe if I didn't say rapid, it would have taken a whole hour. NFC North, Bears, forget about it. Justin Fields is the guy. Vikings, they're stuck with Kirk Cousins because they're not going to find an upgrade. Kirk the Vikings Cousins, fans are going to hey. be after. How, however this season ends, however this season ends, I can tell you this in a nutshell. Vikings fans are going to be, they got to get rid of Kirk Cousins. But who are they going to get that is better than Kirk Cousins? He is still good enough to be the quarterback until they find somebody who is great enough to be better, and that's not happening anytime soon. I think the contract holds them together for this year. So let's put those two on the shelf unless you disagree with me on Cousins. No. Let's focus on the Lions. Jared Goff was supposed to be out after this year. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to be out. I think he's going to be in. And they can use all those resources, including the Rams' first-round pick, to make the rest of the team better. What a luxury the Lions have by hey, not having to throw Goff overboard. It, it is a, one of the most intriguing situations I think we'll have this offseason because the team is it, it's, it's really close. And like, like you're saying, you know, if they don't waste some of these picks on a quarterback, they can really build it to a point where you go, whoa, the Lions' roster is one of the best in football. Uh, they, it, it's not going to take – a whole lot there. But what they also got to figure out is like, wait, was this like a one-year thing? Or are we going to go with the other seven years of Jared Goff where we were always like, ah, ah, gosh, man, he misses throws. Man, he's bad in the pocket. Man, when it's cold, he doesn't make any throws or plays. I mean, so that's where they got to figure that out. And, and, you know, the, the, but, but I, as it stands right now, Mike, I think I kind of lean towards what you're saying, that they're going to stand pat and they'll address other needs on their football team. 
Yeah, look, I agree completely, and I never thought that would happen. All right, the Green Bay Packers. No, I think those – They have no choice. Right. They they have no choice in this matter. So, right, that's, that's what I mean. Line. It's just like – it's Yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever, whatever Rodgers says, whatever the Green Bay Rodgers say. <laughs> so, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Because he's yeah. got $60 million, fully guaranteed. And, again, people say, well, they can trade him. Not if he doesn't want to be traded. We don't have a no-trade clause. Okay, fine. Good luck. Good luck trading Aaron Rodgers to a team he doesn't want to play for. Have fun with that. Because he gives the minimal effort in the offseason with a team he does want to play for. What's he going to do with a team he doesn't want to play for? He's going to tell them ahead of time, I'm not showing up for anything I don't have to. I'm not putting in any extra time. I don't want to play for you. Why are you trading for me? Why would anyone trade for a quarterback who says that? So he holds all the cards in Green Bay. It'll be him or it'll be Jordan Love, depending upon his call. Right. The front office has no work to do in that regard, Chris. No, no, that, that, that's exactly right. He has total power there. And, and yeah, I, I think when it's all said and done, I expect Rodgers back one more year. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think it depends upon what happens in the next four weeks. But with the emergence of Christian Watson and now Romeo Dobbs reportedly going to be able to go on Monday night, he can get a glimpse of what it may be like yeah. next year if he yeah. wants to try to go out with a better finish than this year looked like it was going to be and likely will be, barring getting into the playoffs and making noise. NFC South. I'm looking for one to start with where we can say, they, can we just say all of They're them? They're all in the market. Just move on to the next division. No, but they They're are. all going to be yeah, in the market. They all They're are. all going to be in the market. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Period. I, you know, I mean, That's it, rapid fire. That is next rapid division. fire. I mean, <laughs> yes. And we'll, we'll, I mean, you know, maybe Desmond Ritter can play so well here to where the Falcons go. We're, we're just going to look for a backup and he'll be the starter. I don't know. And, uh, hey, listen, I will say that Marcus Mariota situation, that, that's, that's weird. Uh, it doesn't look good on Marcus Mariota. Very right weird. Now. It does not look good. I mean, and it, it doesn't look good on the Falcons to just say, oh, you want to leave the team? Fine. Go ahead. Leave the team. Well, they got 52 guys on the roster now. I, yeah. At some point, they got to do something with him. I, you can I only know. put him on injured reserve if he's actually injured. You, you can put him on the left squad list and shut him down for the rest of the year. You got to send him the five day letter. I, if he doesn't I, come back, you put him on the left squad list. But just the idea of sitting back and saying whatever Marcus wants to do is fine with us. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, that, that just tells you. I mean, hey, it's, you know, it's like, it's like Mike Tomlin says we, we, we want volunteers. We don't want hostages. Yeah. Geez, you're, you're our quarterback and, you know, you haven't played well and that's being nice. You, you've not been good. They have to hide you on a weekly basis and, uh, you're now you're going to get benched and from all due appearances it seems like you're mad about that and you're just going to go I I quit the team I have family issues and now my knee hurts right and I know he had knee issues altogether but as it looks right now that's the way it looks and that's just to me if I was a coach of another team I'd be like up oh, uh wait Marcus Mariota will never be on my team and he'll never be my backup that that'll be the end of him and this all came to light in a very strange way. Weird. I was fascinated by right. this. My son texted me about it last night around dinner time. He said, are you seeing this stuff about Marcus Mariano? It's like, no, send me the link. And I read it, and it's like, Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons, spoke only to The Athletic, which is a subscription service owned by the New York Times, which keeps it from having the same visibility like if they had handpicked. Because this isn't something somebody's hanging around, picking through a dumpster. This is the Falcons affirmatively choose to leak it to, I'm sorry, people are going to get mad at me. Oh, you shouldn't talk about those things. I don't care. They affirmatively choose to leak it to the athletic. 
knowing that it's not going to have the same pop as if you leak it to ESPN and everybody's going to have it. It's going to be blasted on Shefty's timeline and everybody's going to know about it. It was this weird kind of half measure to get it out there without being too conspicuous, and it is just weird. He's been gone since Friday. They told him on Thursday he's benched. He left on Friday. It comes to light four days later. And they don't seem to be particularly troubled by it. I was getting texts from people in the league last night saying, what in the world is this? Why are they doing this? It is just weird. And, Chris, I think that at the end of the day, they don't want to waive him because they're in a fight to win the division. And there's a damn good chance the Saints would claim him, I think, if he's available. Or maybe some other team they're competing with would take a flyer on him. Or someone they're going to play at some point this year claims him on waivers. And then they have to deal with him. So... I think they're just content to let him go away with pay, and then in the offseason they'll cut him. Yeah, it, it seems that way. It, it does. I mean, I, I don't know why, you know, they'd be, they'd be too worried about him going on any other team and, like, coming back and beating them. They, they know enough now to know, like, they literally go out of their way to not let him throw the football. You know, we saw their standalone. You never, you never know, though, when the falling down and hit the ground pass is going to work. You may get the ball off before you hit the ground <laughs> and have it intercepted. But yeah, so I don't know. But they're going to – I'm going to say – Marcus has shown flashes. It's just, not, it's just not good enough. No, no, it's definitely not. And, but, but I think we're right. The NFC South, we can just say they're all going to be in the market. I don't think there's anybody there that we can look at and go, oh, we guarantee they're, they're, they're going to be the quarterback next year. All right, AFC West should be pretty easy. Yeah. Jeez. See ya. The Broncos have no the Broncos are stuck with Russell Wilson. So, you know, the, Mahomes is going nowhere. Justin Herbert's going nowhere. The only question is, do the Raiders keep Derek Carr? And Chris, this is a point that I made last Friday. I mentioned it in our awards post that I that I published right before the show began. Uh Josh McDaniels worked out Baker Mayfield before the twenty eighteen draft secretly when he was with the Patriots as offensive coordinator, and McDaniels had a front row seat for what Baker Mayfield did. I'm fascinated to see if they exercise their ability to pull the plug on the car contract and go for Baker Mayfield. And a lot of it depends upon what Mayfield does the next four weeks. But I, I still think they're probably leaning toward just keeping Derek Carr. I would think so. And I, and you, you, like, like what you talked about with the Minnesota Vikings a little bit. You know, who's out there that you're going to get better? And I think Derek Carr is... You know, he flirts with being a top 10 quarterback in the league. He, uh, for me, I mean, if he's outside of that, he's not far outside of that to where it, it's going to be a special group of guys that are, you're only going to look at to go, hey, you know, oh, he's definitely better than Derek Carr and we'll take him. Uh, so so I, I don't imagine that happening. I think they're going to stand pat. And, and, and to add to that, Mike, I think the other thing we, we got to take into account is Devontae Adams is there for one, one of the biggest reasons is because of Derek Carr, too. So I, I think they're all in on Derek Carr and then Darren Waller trying to make that happen with Hunter Renfro. And then now they'll just build the rest of their football team around that group there on the offense. Um, all right. Let's go to the AFC East. Bills, no. Uh, Dolphins, no. We've seen enough from Tua. He's going to be there. Patriots, let's start with them real quickly. Mac Jones, up or down, in or out. He may not want to be there. That may be the wow. fly in this ointment. Seriously. It may depend upon bringing back, like you've said, Bill O'Brien. I mean, but he may be the one who jostles for a change of scenery. 
if the Patriots don't show they're serious about upgrading the offense. Yeah, I, I don't expect them to be in the market, but uh, I mean, I, I think like you know, yeah, that's something to watch for for sure. Just that relationship and where that goes and what Bill Bill Belichick does with the offensive staff there. I'd, I'd have a hard time thinking, yeah, if I'm Mac Jones, that you just stand pat and the coach says, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go with the same process as last year. If I was the quarterback, I'd be like, what? We're gonna go with you know that crap again? Are you kidding me? You know, so that 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 would uh, yeah, certainly you know be something to watch. The New York Jets, I think they're gonna stick with Mike White next year. I feel like he's shown enough, and I feel like they want him, and it's just a matter of finding a way to ease Zach Wilson to the exit ramp and get value for him and move forward. But those players love him. Opponents respect him. The coaching staff is behind him. I feel like he's done enough. Chris, am I wrong? Well, I, I, he, he certainly. I mean, he looks good. There's no doubt. I still think it's weird, and the whole the whole decision's weird. You know, it is. And you know, even at the bottom line, again, just when you just go, hey, wait, one guy was five and two, one guy's one and two, and they can't find the end zone, but he's the answer for the future. That that just sounds weird to me. I mean, it just does. But I, 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 I it feels that way, Mike. And I, you know. Like the Zach Wilson thing, like we talked about yesterday, it just feels like it, it's over here in New York. I feel like they've they've made a situation here where they can't get out of, and then they've let the players speak too freely from training camp to start, where they've kind of piled on with Zach Wilson too, and it just the, the perception's negative around here, and they're not going to get anything for Zach Wilson. They can try to sugarcoat this all they want. The whole league is going, what the hell's up with the Jets? There's got to be something wrong. There's something dysfunctional there. And it's no one's going to be like, oh, well, we'll trade you a first-round pick for Zach Wilson now because no one believes that the Jets really want him. So they'll have to pay Mike White. You know, it's, He's up this year, um, but, but it does feel that way. I bet you they're in the market to see what's available, but knowing, hey, may, we can make it work with Mike White if we don't get something big, shiny object to come to town that hits us in the face. Well, and there is one big shiny object in Aaron Rodgers. People have already kind of speculated. You've got the LaFleur's connection, Matt in Green Bay, Mike in New York, and... and uh, oh, haven't we Aaron seen Rodgers the aging play? quarterback to the New York Jets from Green Bay thing already? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's time for a sequel. I mean, everything <laughs> right. else is tracking right? Brett the same Favre. Direction. He's turned into Brett Favre. Right. You know, he's like the kid that swears I'm never going to be like my dad, and he grows up and he's just like his dad. So it would be fitting for Rodgers to go to the Jets for a year, but after that, that's where it can stop. Yeah. He's not welcome in Minnesota. He's not welcome in Minnesota, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if I have a vote. Uh. No, no, no. No no ayahuasca in Minneapolis for me. Okay. Uh, AFC North. Bengals, no. Browns, no. Steelers, no. That's easy. The only one that requires even a thought is the Ravens. But you know what? They're not going to be in the market for somebody new. The question is, what do they do with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that's because right. if not him, it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Right. It's one or the other. Right. Right. right? Yes, exactly right. They like uh, Tyler Huntley enough to make him the guy if Lamar Jackson would be gone. Yeah, I, I, that seems like that from anybody you talk to. And, and But yes, I think to your point, they're not going to really be in the market. They're going to try to make it happen with Lamar. Okay, AFC South. We know the Jaguars are all in with Trevor Lawrence. And the other three teams are all going to be looking, although I don't know about – with the Titans, I don't know. Because you know what? It depends upon who they hire to take over. Because Mike Vrabel's got to win some games. You know, he had all the power and everything was looking good. And then they get their asses kicked by the Jaguars at home. And Amy Adams-Strunk may be having different thoughts now. 
But that's all to be determined, I think, based upon who's calling the shots once the season ends. So that's the only one that I have any uncertainty about. Clearly the Texans will be looking. Clearly the Colts will be looking. The Titans to be determined, Chris. Yeah, I I, I hear you there. I, I'd have a hard time thinking. I mean, Vrabel's done enough to me. No matter how wet the year ends up here, he's he's the guy there. And I would still think that they're not. If gonna... They blow the division to the Jaguars. Well, if they blow the division to the Jaguars. Yeah, maybe there's some thought there. I I mean, if I was ownership, I'd still go. No, Vrabel's been awesome, and we've exceeded expectations almost every year he's been the head coach. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't, but. But listen, I, I understand, you know, that making you think about that a little bit. And then, you know, as far as the QB market thing goes, I don't expect it. I think, if, you know, Vrabel, I, I, Tannehill, Malik Willis, that's right in their wheelhouse. I think they'll, they'll make it work with, the, you know, one of those two guys. If the Jaguars can pick up one game on the Titans over the next three weeks, week 18, Titans at Jaguars will be for the AFC South crown as crazy as that sounds it is 100 true and we have gotten through 100 of the teams as to whether or not they'll be in the market for the offseason colts when texans we return, market we in the market yes colts texans right, right? We, we, that's a given okay the question is right. the only the only one there was a question about was the titans yeah. okay tom brady admitted recently to something that i think we already knew but it's kind of good to hear him say it. it's a sign of growth and maturity for a guy who's 45 and should be fully grown and matured by now more pft live right after this The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 